Use Extreme Giving to build a massive list. Find out how on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bluehost. Choosing the right hosting for your online business is critical. Bluehost has reliable servers and beginner-friendly onboarding waiting for you at servermaster.com front slash blue. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. When I first started dipping my toe into the world of online business and selling things online way back in 2009, I started with the Scrooge mindset. I believed that what I did was more valuable than what anyone else did. And so I priced all my deals and structured everything accordingly. For the very first product I launched, I offered affiliates a miserly 10% because, hey, I'd done all the work making the product. I completely ignored and was unaware that getting customers, getting traffic is way harder than building a product. Anyone could build a course in their backyard. It doesn't require anyone else's involvement. We can do it on our own. I build courses all the time. And I'm going to talk about that a few episodes down the line from now. And if this mindset sounds familiar, if you've ever tried to work with someone and they were too selfish and so it killed the deal, why don't you throw a thumbs up below this video because you know what I'm talking about. I had this mindset that I needed to keep as m- large a percentage of every deal as possible so that I could earn what I deserved. The problem with this type of mindset is that you start to earn 100% of nothing. You get to keep 100% of nothing or 90% of nothing. And My sales were of course abysmal. I never had an affiliate sale for that product. Why would anyone promote it? Why would you promote an offer when you get 10% when it's right next to an offer where you get 75%? Of course not. And that mindset, it was there for too long. And I'm not the only person who's guilty of this mindset. I know a lot of people whose businesses are exactly where they were 10 years ago because they're locked into this mindset. And it's a dangerous place to begin. What's happening is that you're assessing the value of your work without taking into consideration the value of other people's works. And that's important. So it's not that you're actually... An Uncle Scrooge who's out to ruin Christmas and starve Tybee Tim. No, you're just someone who wants your hard work valued. And when you're new to this business, you're new to any business, it's hard to know how to value something. When I was in my 20s, I was an EMT. I got my EMT certification in Virginia when I was in university. And that summer, I went back to Tennessee to get my cross certification. So the qualifications are a little bit different. I had to learn a few new techniques. You're allowed to do slightly different things in each state. And I went through the training and passed my reciprocal certification. And I was talking to two guys who were working on an ambulance there as EMTs. And I can't remember exactly what I said. I said, oh, you know, I saw about a job I had. I said, I'm making $12 an hour. And they both laughed at that. That moment stuck with me because we had the same certification, the same qualifications. The only difference between me and them was that I'd been working in Virginia. They'd been working in Tennessee. And they knew something I didn't know. They had more experience, which means they valued things differently. In their minds, an hour of time was worth something very differently. And certainly, my mind has changed since then. But that means you, when you enter a new market, a new business, or a new industry, you don't know how everything's valued, right? You don't. If I were to go back to teaching in a high school or a university or private tutoring, my time would be valued in that world. It would be a totally different scale. And believe me, it's significantly lower than what I value my time at in this industry. That's why I'll never go back. Very few people will pay $500 an hour for someone to help them with math equations in high school. So the way we value ourselves, it comes from a lack of knowledge, and I want to help you to break through that in today's episode. The second limitation on extreme giving, the second mental mindset that holds you back, 
is being caught in the scarcity mindset. And we want to instead shift to a mindset of abundance. Scarcity mindset is something that we've seen get really big around the world recently. I get a lot of emails from people that are in a similar situation to me. I'm recording this right when I'm still under lockdown. So you may be hearing this after the quarantine's been lifted, but I get emails all the time that are very doom and gloom. People are really focusing on all the ways the bad things are happening. And it's easy to do that. They start to say, oh, we're going to run out of this. We're going to run out of that. We're going to run out of this. We're going to run out of that. And we get into a mindset that causes people to go to grocery stores and hoard toilet paper. This is foreign to me because I don't use toilet paper. I live in Asia where everyone uses bum guns, use a water sprayer. It's better for the environment. It gets you way cleaner and it's way faster. Took me a long time living here to adapt to that. But now that I have, it's hard to go back. It becomes part of who I am. So now you know a little something more personal about me. The scarcity mindset causes us to make emotional decisions that people who aren't inside of that emotion find baffling. This is what happens when people are in crowds. This is what happens when crowds turn into stampedes. If you've ever been in a crowd where suddenly everyone started to get scared, the entire mood is infectious and it turns into a stampede and you can feel that. Your mood changes because you're affected by the mood of people around you. And this is what happens in the scarcity mindset. You don't always have to be in a large group. If you think that something is a limited resource, and this goes back to earlier in my career, a great example of this is that many authors, anyone who gets paid for their words, are shocked at the idea of giving away free content. Even if you're a low-level ghostwriter who gets paid one penny a word, the thought of writing a $1,000 blog post and just posting it for free on your website instead of getting paid the $10 that you would charge a client for, it, it's anathema, it's unnatural. It feels like you're throwing money away. And I absolutely understand it because that's how I started out. You know, when I started publishing books, I, I didn't want to work on my blog as much because I would say, I can write 10 blog posts or I can write a book. One I'll get paid for and one I won't. And that comes from the scarcity mindset of saying, this is a limited resource. This is a finite resource. I can run out of this resource. Sometimes I run into people, I still do. Okay, I had this mindset a little bit that like freak out at the thought of giving away a book or a course or a training or something of value because they believe the market is finite. What that means is if I give away 50 copies of my book, that's 50 people who then won't buy the book. And then if I give away enough copies of my book or any other free gift, then eventually it, the number of people who could have bought it will disappear. That we can achieve market saturation of giving away something and then you can never sell it. That's almost impossible to do. You'd have to give away many millions of copies. And if you did do that, what you'll find by implementing the process of extreme giving, which I'm teaching you in this very special episode, your business would grow 10 to 100x. It's probably the best thing that could happen to you. I would love, I would love if every single person who could potentially buy one of my books got a free copy from visiting my website instead. I would love that. I would never have to work again because it's stream giving is magical. Now we talked about mindset and we're building towards something I promise this episode is worth listening to. It's probably one of the most important episodes I'll record this year. The next question to ask yourself is how much can you afford to give? When you're thinking about what to give away, the ceiling on what you'll give away is where you should always operate. I see a lot of promotions. I get invited into basically every launch, every promotion in my industry right now. I'm always getting phone calls, messages on Facebook and Skype from people I don't know go, hey, I saw you in this contest. Would you be interested? Da, 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 da. And so I see all their launches. I look at their materials. I look at their content. I see what they're pushing. And a lot of them give away trash and I hate it. They'll give away a book and then you open up the book. It's just a mind map. I'm like, why would you do that? No one would go to a bookstore, pull a book off the shelf and see that the inside of it is just a 10 page mind map and go, yeah, I'm buying this. That means your gift is garbage. It means it's worthless. 
And some of the people that do this are very successful and they get away with it, but they would be a lot more successful if they were had a little bit more integrity in what they were doing. They imbue a value to it and maybe they even think it's valuable, but I can tell you that no one wants that. No one uses it. It's not really valuable. People give away mind maps. Every time someone is doing a mind map promotion, I can send almost no traffic. I know you guys, you're not interested in mind maps any more than I am. They're not really useful. It's like, what if I give you an instruction manual to a game that you don't have? Oh, thanks. Useless. I practice extreme giving. If you join my mailing list, you're going to get free stuff all the time. I'm constantly giving away things of large value. Sometimes I just do a promotion for a day where I'll give away courses that are normally $500. And I'll just give away 25 or 50 of them. Sometimes I'm giving away a new book that I've just finished working on that no one else is going to get to see for two or six months because it has to go through the publishing cycle with the client. And it's everything in between. Some of the stuff I give away is normally $10 and some of the stuff I give away is as much as $500. And I like to give away as much as I can. Remember, it's not a finite resource. It's an ebook. The only cost associated with each additional sale is the electricity cost of transmitting it from my computer to yours. That's it. Otherwise, it's unlimited. So when you're thinking about what to give away, and I've talked about this in a few previous episodes about how you have to give away something of value because it's a barter. And when you give something away, the more value it has, the stronger the relationship is. Now, there's obviously a spectrum. If someone's visiting your website for the first time, you don't want to give them your $1,000, $2,000 course. That's way too early in the relationship. But you certainly want to give them something that's worth more than free. If you make something that you could never sell and give it away, you're giving something that's worth what you're charging for it, which is fine, but you'll never compete with people that are giving away something that's worth more, that has actual value. So try to give away something that if you got it, you go, wow, this is really great. This is really nice. I'm really glad that I got this. This brings us to the really important big question. Is it possible to convert the freebie seeker into a customer? This is the crux, the fulcrum upon which the entire extreme giving business philosophy is leveraged. And I've been studying this for the last two years because it's an important question. There are certain people who are freebie seekers. Freebie seeker is someone who downloads free gifts from websites and then unsubscribes from the mailing list immediately. And some people listen to this episode, that's what you do. And it's totally fine that you exist. It's not illegal. It's not crime. It's not unethical. It's nothing. It just is what it is. But to someone running a business, the biggest mistake you can make is giving free samples to people who would never be customers otherwise and who the free sample won't affect. If you're in a grocery store, letting people have free samples of your popcorn that you just invented, and every single person comes in, it takes a sample, and nobody buys the full-size box, then that promotion was a waste. That's a failed promotion. Because all you've done is lose money, you've invested money in that promotion and not gotten a return on investment. What you want is to get a return on that investment. And if you knew for a fact that extreme giving worked, you'd all do it. It's this point right here, this question that gets us stuck. And what I've learned, because I track behavior, I participate in events. One type of promotion which I participate is called a stack. A stack is where you organize 10, 20, or 50 other people. Each of you puts a product inside of it, and then you sell it for a massive discount. There are a couple of things that I've learned by participating in these. One is that a lot of people put garbage in because they just want to get in, and they don't care about the quality of what they're getting. Those are my favorite people to compete with. If I'm competing with someone, I want to compete with someone who has that miserly scarcity mindset. They give away garbage. So imagine you walk into a room, and there are two plates and two tables in front of you, okay? Both of them are free. On one is a beautiful, delicious cake, and the other one is a rotten carrot. Which one are you going to eat? I don't give away stuff to build rapport. I give away things I want you to consume because then you'll love me. Because when you eat my delicious cake, then you'll go, I want more cake from him. I want to find out who this person is. I'm going to watch his TV show where he's on a cake competition show. I'm going to follow this person. 
because what they gave me was good. That's why it's important. Don't give people rotten carrots. So when I participate in these stack events, there are a large number of people who unfortunately have that ugly mindset. And I don't mind that because I want their audience. I want people who come from that following to come to me instead and say, oh, wait, I've been eating carrots. I can get cake. Hell yeah. And yes, I'll even make you a carrot cake if you want. I'm going to give you so much value in the form of content, training, courses, free gifts, contests, promotions, everything that you fall in love with me. Some of the people who participate in these events, all they include is a coupon. If you're wondering how I feel about that, I think that's really uncool. I'm not anti-coupon. I have some episodes where I talk about coupons and I think that coupons are really wonderful and you can use them in a very effective way and you should listen to my coupon episode. I'll put a link in the show notes to see what I'm talking about to see the right way to use coupons. When I was in high school, one of the ways we raised money for our school is that we had coupon cards we could give away and these are awesome. A coupon card, you pay like 20 or $25 and it would have these little boxes on it which had a coupon to like 50 local businesses. It was front and back, had all these little things like you could get 10% off at TCPY frozen yogurt for a year. Every time you went in, you get 10% off. You could get like $2 off a pizza if you ordered pizza from Domino's in our neighborhood. Had all of these things and you could use it over and over and over again. That was a really, really great group coupon. That was awesome because it saved everyone money and it got the businesses and it encouraged people to go to the businesses who'd participated. It rewarded them because they saw the value of giving. They realized, hey, if I give 10% off to everyone who has this coupon, people are going to come here more often. Someone who would come here once a week will now come here twice a week. And even though I make less per sale, I'll make more sales overall, which means I'll actually make 60% more money. So that's an effective use of coupons. So when I participate in these events, what I really look at it, because I always try to put in something that's really valuable. I look, I always say, can you tell me what everyone else is giving? Not because I want to do bare minimum. I want to make sure I blow them out of the water. So when you go through and you look at the 50 things and you're in a room with 50 gifts, I still want mine to be the best. I want it to be the treasure chest. I want it to be the three layer cake. I want it to be the thing that's glowing in the dark that you go, what is that? Because I want to win that competition. So I will over extreme give in order to win. And the question is, and this is a critical question, do these people then go on and buy other stuff from me? That's the most important question. It doesn't have to be all of them. It just has to be some of them. And the answer is absolutely. It's a absolute yes, yes, yes. And for most of the people who participate in the events, the answer for them, the other people that I'm competing with who do coupons, it's usually no. Because it it's not really feeling that great. Oh, I can pay $50 to get $50 off your course. Thanks. They don't know if your course is good or not. See, if you go through one of my courses, you know it's good. Once you go through it, you go, wow, this is good. I got an email last night from someone asking for a refund on one of my courses. He goes, your course is too in-depth. There's too many steps in the process. I can see that it works, but I could never do this. That's a refund request. It's not that the course didn't work. It's the opposite. It's someone who says, I'm looking for a quick fix. I don't want to know the entire process. It was my course on writing a book. Writing a book is not easy. Launching a book on Amazon is not easy. There's a lot of steps in the process. He's like, you have a 30 minute video on how to design a book cover. I'm not interested in that. I want something easy. And I said, oh, that's great. You're, that's the exact type of person I want to compete with. There's nothing I can do. I can't meet this person where they are because what they're really looking for is quick fixes that don't work. They're the kind of person that wants to buy lots and lots of mini courses, but never take action. And that's okay. I sent him his refund. Very happens. For one person out of 200 refunds because the course is too good. I accept that. You're always going to have some people that push back. And what you don't want is people to say, oh, the course isn't good or it's too simple or it's not enough meat. So this was a really good response. I want someone to go from thinking my courses are good to knowing because I have enough other things. Once you go through one of my books or one of my courses, you go, wow, this is really good. Then you don't wonder if my other stuff is good. You know it is. And it's much easier when I have other products on sale or other promotions to forget you to jump on board. So I participate in events where people start off as freebie seekers and over time, 
become customers. Now, sometimes it takes a year and that's totally fine. I check these numbers maybe six months after a promotion because I want to give people enough time to go through a course and get to know me and all of that stuff. And I see that there is positive ROI and some of those people become massive customers. As you're thinking about this, right? If you're at the beginning stages of your business, if you only have one thing to sell, you don't want to give that away because, well, then you have nothing to sell them. It's impossible to convert a freebie secret to a customer. That I understand. This is why I already talked about building a catalog of products. That's why I talked about having defense in depth when I talked about building a product pyramid. I already answered that question. We do need the ability to build multiple products. That's why I have training on how to build courses fast and how to write books fast because you need multiple things to offer people. The same thing happens to someone who buys your one course. If you don't have another course, they can't buy more stuff from you. And sure, you can do affiliate marketing stuff and promote and recommend external stuff and make money that way. And that's a great way to generate revenue. I'm a huge believer in that market. But the more products you have on the shelf of your store, the more successful you'll be. When you give value, when you put value into the universe, you always get a massive return on your investment. So the more stuff you give away, the more people you get put in front of, the more people who see and engage with your products and courses, the more revenue you're going to make. Now, there are certain traffic sources where they're all freebie seekers. So I did a test buy. I bought some traffic from someone a few months ago. About 120 people took my free gift and immediately unsubscribed. The next day, only three people were still on my list out of that. So I knew it was a bad investment. I said, oh, this guy just has freebie seeker traffic. And that exists. And that's where they train people. They go, oh, download this free thing, but don't buy anything. And they teach them over and over again to do that. That's not the type of people I want to engage with because they're pre-trained to do that. But very rarely do I run into that type of audience. It's important to design a product progression, whether this is the form of a funnel or a pyramid. So the behind what you give away, as I taught in the Tripwire episode, is something for sale. You can give away your book and then sell the audiobook version right behind it. If that's all you have, do that. Say, hey, I'll give you the ebook. If you want the physical book, I'll send it to you for $5 plus shipping. You can sell people the same thing in a different format. And I know this because this happens to me all the time. I'm not as big on doing this because I have lots of products, but I can tell you that a lot of people buy my books in multiple formats because they tell me, they go, oh, I bought your book, the ebook. I liked it so much. I bought the audiobook so I could listen to it in my truck. It's amazing to me. I don't engage in the same way. I don't have the option of buying physical books. I only can buy digital books. I live in the middle of nowhere. But customer behavior, the way people act is fascinating to me because they get what they want. I want to meet people where they are. If you want audiobooks, then I want you to have as many audiobooks as possible. If you only want written content and you can't handle listening to this podcast, I want you to have access to the transcript. We're actually going back through every single episode and improving the transcripts. We're doing a beautification process, a cleaning up process. Manually, someone is going through every single transcript to make sure that is awesome because some people engage that way. By the way, I've only ever had two people email me about my transcripts to my courses. No one else provides them. I make them and they're always great. Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they're really good. And sometimes they're just okay. Just depends when in my budget, the product was made. If I can afford better transcription, I do it, but I can't always afford that. But I'm always trying to meet people where they are and give as much value as I can afford to give. So however you do it, you need to have more than one thing that you're offering so that you have the ability to do extreme giving. And this might mean you got to make something else. You got to add something to your catalog. And we'll talk about product creation again and how to design stuff a few episodes down the line. But I want to get this lesson crystal clear that the reason most of us as beginners can't do extreme giving and can't give anything away is because we only have one thing. That's why people give away a coupon. They go, only have one product. And so they can either make something the night before an event or they give away a coupon, both of which are super, super low value. There's nothing worse than insulting customers. The worst thing is when I participate in one of these events and mo the majority of the other people do coupons and stuff. I've gotten a complaint email. I actually was doing a charity event that I used to participate in and I sent someone to that charity event and they complained because they go, you're the only person who's giving away a course. Everyone else would give away coupons. I'm really disappointed. I said, I'm disappointed too. 
I'm disappointed too. Why, why aren't people really giving something away? Give away coupon is not a great charity thing. It's not cool. You want to participate in extreme giving events such as swaps, summits, and stacks. Any event where you can share your content with other people who are sharing their content. Sometimes these are called co-registration events or group events where people all give away a free gift on the same page and everyone mails to that same page. These have been around for as long as I've been online. They're a great way for people to share their lists and introduce their audience to new people and to get new followers on their list. It's the fastest way to grow your list. Absolutely. Summits, I love. I love the concept of the summit. There's some really poor implementation in the market right now. Summit is very simply where you have live or pre-recorded interviews with a whole bunch of people on a related set of topics and you run it like a live event and usually parts of it are live. Sometimes not all of it's live because it's hard to interview people in different time zones right on time. With my sketchy internet, that's sometimes really challenging. But And everyone promotes the event and the person organizing the event gets a massive following spike. Now, the problem with this is that there's not enough give back to the speakers, in my opinion. So I'm working on developing some new technologies, my developer, to make it a much better experience. I always look to see in any event, do I get more than I gave? If I send a thousand clicks, I want a thousand back. I'm participating in an event recently where I sent over 500 registrations, which means two th about 2,000 visitors because the page was terrible, only converted 25% because it was so inscrutable and so poorly designed. And I got back around 300 registrations. So it was a terrible return on investment. I'm not going to participate in any more events with these people because their technology failed. The way it was organized, the way it's structured, everything about it, massive disappointment. And so sometimes we participate in events that work and some don't. And that's how we learn by participating in events all the time. I'm always looking for better events. The reason I don't like this event is because I don't think the experience for my customers is great. That matters to me more than anything else. If my audience isn't really reacting and if I'm not getting a good return, then it's definitely something I'm not going to participate in. It has to meet one of those two needs. So swaps, summits, and stacks, any type of event where a bunch of people cooperate and share their audiences, introduce their audiences to each other are great things to participate in. And you'll get invited to better and better events when you are providing better and better gifts, better and better value. And what I'd like you to do today to really understand this process is to take an action step. And the first step in this process before you design your own gift is to download one of my gifts. You can go to any page on servantraster.com, my main website, and there's a different free gift. Each one of them is designed to help you succeed online. Every one of them is a chance for you to see how I do it. I don't just want to teach you, I want to show you. Then you could look at this PDF and go, okay, this is how long a PDF is, this kind of effort that goes into the artwork, these are all things Jonathan does. And just do your best to replicate that as far as length and design and value. And that will help you to really kickstart your process. It's a lot easier to see what someone else is doing and reverse engineer the process and then make your own than to start from scratch. And in a moment, you'll hear the end music and then I'll give you a link for the free gift for today's episode. And I encourage you to click on that link. Not just because I want you on my mailing list, which obviously would be awesome. I want to spend more time getting to know each other, but because you can see this in action. You can see extreme giving. You can see that I don't give away garbage mind maps. I don't give away tiny bits of information. I put a lot of effort, time, blood, and sweat into my free gifts because I want you to feel like you've gotten something worth your time. I want you to like me more after you read, listen to, or watch a free gift from me than before. And that is how you can use extreme giving to build a massive list. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. 
All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you Tuesday.